Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Good morning. Uh, before the practice this morning, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about the practice. Um, <clears throat> so maybe a few words on the, the development of the classic practice. When we practice metta, thinking of uh, someone, ourselves or somebody else, there's a very... A specific unfolding. I think I pointed to it, but maybe didn't make it very specific. So I'd like you to know about this. Many of you do this, do know this already. But in the, the classic development of um, metta, we start by sending a wish of well-being to ourselves first. Apparently, the Buddha said something like, "You could travel the entire universe; you would not find somebody more worthy of your love than yourself." Why? Probably because you're stuck with yourself all day long. So <laughs> it would be good to have a little compassion for that one, you know. <laughs> then maybe it will extend also to others in this way. Um, uh, so uh, Buddha Gosa, the one who kind of sensitized, organized the, uh, the um, teaching a thousand years after the Buddha, uh, put it this way. You start with yourself, and then after you move on to somebody that is called, the category is named uh, beneficial being, uh, benefactor, or um, inspiring person. And then, so you work with this person. So this is pointing to somebody for whom it's easy to fit. There's not so much complexity. You know, it feels pretty flowy. And often we'll think like, oh, my child, my partner, is that yes and no? Because some of these relationships are pretty <coughs> complex, you know. And so as I start doing the meta, well, the old resentment might come up, you know, like, yeah, but you don't do this that I want you to do, you know. <laughs> and so what is revealed is what we could call Pema, a different kind of love. It's a love that is the love we have access to a lot of the time. It's a love that has attachment to it. It's attached to things going in a certain way can love you as long as you behave a certain way, you know, it's, it's kind of agreement, you know, so it's a, metta is a different, it's unconditional, so yeah, not easy, you know, <laughs> to develop. That's why in the classic way, we'll start with an inspiring person, somebody you might not like, let's say you take the Dalai Lama, because you don't have so much complexity in your relationship <laughs> with the Dalai Lama, you know, you have good projection, really looks like it's always fun and nice to be with, you know, <laughs> and uh, something like, like that would be one, you know, um, I remember one, uh, when colleague, a friend was saying for her, the way she could access this was to send uh, Meta to a lake that she really loved, really loved this lake, and she said, that was the place where I could actually, it was not even a being, it was a It was an environment that had been very inspiring to me and, and loving to me in, in a way, you know. And so that was my way in. So this can become a kind of a point of reference. So after, from there, we can move to good friends and uh, move on uh, to bring neutral beings, so the beings that usually we don't consider so much, you know, and make our way to the, what we, the, the category is called the enemy. It's kind of dramatic, Some of us might experience it exactly as that in our lives. But when we pay attention, we'll see that uh, some of the people we deal with a lot, they, go f they change category by the minute. You know, the, the partner is the, the benefactor. Suddenly they're the good friend. Suddenly they're the enemy. You know? And so uh, and that's the nature of life also, of our relationships. They're changing. They're impermanent. They're, they're moving. You know? And... Uh, And you see that the enemy is at the very end. And it's interesting, like when we teach metta, often what some of us will do is we'll go straight to the person we have the most difficult relationship to and try to send them metta 
Of course, because we want healing. It's really hard to have resentment uh, for somebody or against. I don't know you say it in English, but to have resentment is really difficult. We know this is painful in the heart. It's, it's, so we want to resolve this. Of course, we're going to go there. And it might be worth, like, you know, making the mind a little pliable and creating a little bit of a field. You know, go back to the lake. Send Meta to the lake, you know, <laughs> to make the mind a little like... And then you can bring in that person for a few seconds and then oops, move out again, you know. So it's kind of a... You have to find your way into this. If you're doing Meta in a kind of... Um, in uh, offering Meta, you know, and bringing somebody to mind. And uh, So if we had done this really classically this weekend... Yesterday morning, we would have spent the whole morning on the benefactor. Yesterday afternoon, I would have mentioned a good friend. And now, this morning, I would, talking, I would be talking maybe a little bit about the neutral person. And, and this afternoon, maybe talking about the difficult person, you know. So, I mean, even when you do this, if you do this with a the teacher, they might say, okay, for a year, you'll do only the benefactor, you know. And then find your way into it. So very progressive. So if you're finding difficulties in your practice, like you're bumping, like my heart is empty when I get to this person, you know, yeah, this is how it is. It's also a practice of honesty that we're doing. We're caring for what's happening now. We're not adding the other arrow of like I should be more loving. I should. This is not the way to go about this. How is this now? It's a little flat. It's very flat. It's empty. It's actually charged with the, quite the opposite. This is, I haven't. It's too bad it's not the hatred weekend because I have an easy <laughs> access to that one right now. <laughs> you know, for self or for somebody else. This is part of the psyche. This is part of the heart. You know, what we want to do is not feed this, but we don't want to deny it. We don't want to suppress it. We don't want to think we should be otherwise. We just want to acknowledge this. You know. For me, if I acknowledge this. There is one person in my life that is, it doesn't flow. It's like, it's, I got strong impressions. I, I was, I mean, they did things that were pretty much in the common the realm of the things people do, <laughs> but somehow it had a strong impact on my heart. It really disturbed me deeply since a few years. So I, and it was not, honestly, it was not something, it's things that people do, but somehow I took it personally, somehow it, so my job is very humble, is to acknowledge, oh, this is one, not an easy one. I do want healing there. But I cannot force it. I have to be extremely humble. So I go there, and mainly what I do is I have compassion for myself. Oh, Pascal, you're so worked up about this relationship. or It's so not fluid. It's rigid. The heart is like, you know, it doesn't move through right now. This is how it is. Can I be okay with this? Can that be okay? To me, it's the best way that I can do this. If, if I run into this person, chances are I'll be respectful if I've been really aware of the state of my heart and learning to accompany myself in the process. I'll be able to say, oh, that's really difficult with this person. Let's be careful here. because you know. So the practice here is the practice of honesty. We're not supposed to be somewhere else than where we are. This is just adding more stress. This is a stress reduction practice. You know. So today, be very honest and humble about what's happening. This is how it is right now. This is, oh, look at that, heart closed. With the group just now is saying, Jack Cornfield, the teacher and friend, I see him often say, I like this one very much. Is this a heart? He says that to the group. Like, no, this is not a heart. This is a hand. Is this a heart? No, this is not a heart. Is this a heart? No, this is not a heart. This is a heart. It opens and it closes. And so, if you want it to be only open, you're going to be in trouble. You know, the flexibility we want to bring here is to recognize: oh, now the heart is open, or it's quiet, or it's light. Or now the heart is closed, it's heavy, it's torn open, it's broken. This is how it is right now. We'll have the whole range in the course of our life, you know, because events will happen outside and inside. And so can we be okay with the numb heart? 
the disconnected, dissociated heart. This is the practice. Oh, look at that tongue, completely disinterested, disconnected. That's how it is right now. Anything that is difficult to feel, recognize that it's difficult to feel. Often we don't recognize it's difficult to feel. We want to feel something else. We lace a trip on it, you know. I shouldn't feel this. I shouldn't feel otherwise. I want to feel otherwise. I want to be somebody else. The job here is to feel, oh, this is how it feels right now. It's like this. And maybe the opening of the heart will go through recognizing that it's hard to be this person right now that is resisting what's happening or whatever it is, is dejected or whatever is there. This is the way in, is recognizing this. So if you're practicing with somebody in your mind, if that's what you're doing, and you notice that it's stuck, you can continue to plant the seed. That's the way we talk about this practice. Even if we don't have the emotion, like the kind of a feeling or intention, somebody here today was yesterday was mentioning this. I don't feel the intention. I can decide to continue. I can have a kind of a, just a kind of a common sense recognition that this is a good way to use the mind. It's better than to use the mind and getting lost and planification and past and future. Let me use the mind, the thinking mind, in saying, may you be happy, even though I don't feel it exactly. If the charge is going in the completely opposite direction, and it's pretty intense, stop the practice. Take care of this being here. That's a good investment. You know, oh, this being is worked up now. You know, started with a good intention. Oh, let me bring this friend. You know, oh, maybe I'm actually really envious of you. You know, <laughs> and we might come up or resentment or there's a whole range of. Uh, Clinging, fear of losing, you know, all these things can come up. Notice it. Notice what's happening in the mind. We have to bring intelligence in this practice. Full consciousness, mindfulness, knowing what's happening. Not judging. This is not a practice of judging. This is a practice of being factual and friendly. And we have to find our way into this. If it becomes really intense for some reason, being here, really intense, like uh, I was saying in the group yesterday, what we do here is uh, could be compared, or we could use the image of going on a vision quest. You know, we're, we're kind of looking for something meaningful in our life, some meaningful way to be, some better way to be, or something. So we're on a vision quest, and sometimes it. In- Going on a retreat, the arc that might happen is a, is really going down in the underworld archetypal language. You know, like we're going in the world of the dead. You know, like there's no more hope. It's pointless doing this. I'm pointless. I'm never going to get you know out of the you know. It, that's part of the journey. That's where the hero heroine get their strength, you know, they discover something they didn't know was possible. Some level of acceptance, of care, that is only going to be found in these areas, you know. Um, And so that's part of the thing, and I can assure you that at the end, we come out, you know, and then uh, there's something we come and get here. I think I can say this uh, respecting confidentiality, but somebody in the group was saying, "I was here the last time. I didn't. I didn't know why I was here. Why? 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 Like, I wanted to go home and do something else, you know. And I'm back on retreat. <laughs> so, and that's something we hear often. It's like, so, yeah, because at some point you were down there. You know, it, you're with the cyclop, you're with the sirens, you're with the, you know, all these things that." Uh, in the journey we go through, you know. And so it, it looks like it's not the right place to be, you know, but also we discover. So there's this version of like the lonely warrior rest or something going on. And this other image is uh, that I like uh, is the image of um, what's her name in The Wizard of Oz, the little girl? Dorothy. You know, she has a a different journey. She goes, it's a journey, like, there's the big magician, you know, and, and 
to make her discovery, she brings in good friends. It's a really wise way to do. She's like she brings in courage. She brings in like she meets all these powers that she brings around with her to discover that this big thing is actually nothing. It's a little scared thing, you know. So she reveals the truth of, of what's happening by bringing in friends with her, so she doesn't travel alone. So it's a good way to to do the quest, also. So here we do this. We invite compassion. We invite uh, calm. We invite stability. And sometimes we lose them. You know, <laughs> they they went another direction for a while. You know, but maybe we bring them in back in, and we do the journey not alone, but with beautiful qualities of mind. Um, can't remember if it's uh, Anne Lamott or um, Natalie Goldberg, but one of the, these two authors says, "Your mind is like a dangerous neighborhood. Don't go there alone. <laughs> go there accompanied with kindness, with care, with uh, mindfulness." You know. So if in some ways it becomes overwhelming, we want to work within the edge. You know, it's, we, we go in the zone of discomfort going on retreat. We get out of our habitual ways to be so that it's good that there's, it's a zone of uh, unknown somehow, you know, and so we can show up in a new way. So it, but it has to be within the edge. If we go past the edge, we're going to kind of traumatize ourselves, come out of here and take weeks to get over it and never going to do this again. So, so you'll have to see for yourself, you know. And if you feel like you're past the edge, raise your hand to Pascal. You know, I'm past the edge here, you know. <laughs> Reach out, you know, because we need to organize some, do something. You know, this is a process of healing, not a process of trauma, traumatizing you. You know, so what's going to help for you? If you, you're about to enter, like I cannot possibly go one more time in this hall. Don't. You know, they're like, oh, I would prefer to no, come in. <laughs> you know, be in the zone of like, uh, you know. But uh, if it feels way too much, take care of yourself. Know there's things you know to do that helps you. Lay down, go in the woods, go by the river, uh, take a tea and sit instead of doing another walk because you're gonna lose it. You know, something like this. Things you can do also. Mentally, uh, physically first, let's say. Open the eyes. If your eyes are closed and it gets kind of a zoom in on the drama, it gets really epic, open the eyes. Look around. There's not much happening here. You know, and you might notice this, you know, that actually it's a safe place. Locate yourself. Oh, I'm here. I'm here in the room. You know. Feel, try to see if you can notice a place where it's not so intense. Sometimes the intensity of what we feel is here, here, here. Ah! When there's intensity, it feels like the whole universe is intense. Maybe it's not so exactly. Maybe you can check in the toes. Maybe something else in the toes is not, might not be so dramatic. It might take a lot of courage and energy to go down there because everything's stuck here, you know. But try a toes. Where are the toes? <laughs> and then you might feel the toes, you know, and it might not be so, uh, or the fingertips, or one of my favorite one is the earlobes. The earlobes, usually they don't, they're not so worked up about people. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can, you can feel there. And really take time to feel it. So, oh yeah, okay, like, I've never gone to get over this. I'm the worst person on earth, you know. I'm the turd around which the whole universe revolves. <laughs> You know, and then come here, you know, and you'll see that there might not be such opinions about any of this there, you know. Go in the sounds. Hearing is outside of the body, outside of the drama, maybe. Hearing, yeah. So it, this might help to resource yourself. Or if you want, think of something that is reassuring. Think of a place you would love to be, would feel comfortable, would feel safe. Allow yourself to think of this, you know. Sometimes I have an image that comes really strange. Like when it doesn't feel really good, it feels like I'm in some kind of cave. It's like rocky, like really harsh. Uh, and 
I can't see and and like that's the image I'll have of how I feel and suddenly I'm like oh but there's a little nest and there's a little white egg in the nest and inside the egg there's this little chick so I don't know why it's reassuring for me to think that in this dark hard place there's this uh, little chick like really comfy that's my it's stupid, but it's my resource. <laughs> Don't touch my resource. <laughs> so I go a little bit in the egg for a little while. It feels good. Then, ah, I notice, oh, it's just the body breathing. It's just a bit, the heart ripping open, you know. <laughs> it does that sometimes. Okay. So if you want, last word, if you want to um, go explore a little bit the neutral, what we call the category of neutral beings, you, uh, you can play with this. Choose somebody maybe in this retreat here that is very neutral for, for you. You don't, you don't actually like love them or hate them. They're not like friend or foe. They're just like you could easily miss them. You know? And just take a little time thinking that this being somehow as dreams, secrets, turmoil, confusion, you know, all, all kinds of things, uh, wishes they have, things they want, they're often separated from what, just think they're actually existing, alive, and just think of them for a second, wish them well. You can stay for a little while, but often what you'll notice is that you'll be interested for a few seconds and then you'll forget about them. There's a few little stories of a kind of neutral case. Uh, There's a story of, I think it's Russian astronauts. They were going in space for a while, and part of the different experiment they had to do is they had to bring uh, one fish, a little grayish, neutral-looking fish. And so it was just part of the props they were bringing in space. But once they were in space, these two guys with this one fish suddenly it felt different you know the fish was not just a fish it was one of the three living beings and the fish got sick and the astronaut was reporting like how suddenly it became so important to take care of the fish you know because there was just the three of them in space and this neutral life suddenly stood out I thought it was a beautiful story of like how we can suddenly recognize the life of a living being that doesn't is not outstanding at first. A story I like also is Michelle McDonald. Some of you know her. She teaches here every year. Uh, sometimes she she lives in Hawaii and she travels a lot to teach, and she goes to this uh, uh, Sam's Club or Club Price, you know, to sometimes to do her grocery once in a while. And over the years. She spotted a few of the workers. She knows who they are. They don't know each other, but she knows them. So she said when she travels, she when she brings the neutral pers- people to mind, it could be uh, some of the people who work there, you know. So she said, I spend, like, I'm gone, gone for a month, and I spend some amount of time <laughs> thinking about them and wishing them well. So then I go to the Sam's Club, you know. <laughs> I turn the corner, and they're like, I'm like, hey, how are you? And then I... <laughs> And so, you know, it's beautiful. She lives in a world where she cares for people that uh, she could easily miss, you know. And so this this is a practice we can bring in our life, you know, to actually uh, do this unconventional thing to do, is to actually care for somebody. Anytime we're in a waiting room somewhere, you know, waiting for something, we can just notice there is being around. And for for our own quality of life, for our own mind, we can just secretly blast people with love, you know, and wishes of well-being, you know. This is a good use of this mind. This is protective for this mind to do this. These are practices. We have to remember them because our automatic habitual ways to be is just to wait our turn to pay or to wait to be called or, you know, and get busy in the habitual ways actually like just take a moment to 
recognize, you know, there's these beings here. So here today, there's plenty of us, you know. Feel free to choose moi or somebody else <laughs> as a neutral being. So you can play with uh, with this. This is if we if you decide to work with somebody, bring somebody to mind. You can do this for the whole day. Do this sometimes during the day, or this practice that is for me personally my little meta practice these days is is trying to bring friendliness to phenomena, whatever it is, you know, inward, outward, hearing, any of the any of the sense door. Can this be met by friendliness? I have a sense that this is a way for me to cultivate mind, uh, metta and mindfulness that is going to be helpful. Uh, there's a good way to be. That can be a person or no person. It's totally fine. The mind can be caring. It can be pleasant or unpleasant. It's actually irrelevant in this case. This is an interesting point because we live a lot wanting things to be pleasant to feel good and in this practice suddenly we ditch that it's like what can I care about here pleasant neutral unpleasant irrelevant it needs care or it can certainly use care or be met with care yeah okay so let's play with this a little bit I invite you to um, find your posture It's always a good thing to start by feeling the body, sitting the posture, just bringing care to, for this, whatever you're going to do next. Just touching the sensory experience. What's alive here? It might be the senses... Uh, the touch because of the pressure of the butt on the cushion or chair, something very physical, the hands resting, just feeling the shoulders, neck, or belly rising and falling gently. So the physical nature of your experience. And it might also be uh, some sensations that you feel that are, uh, that are related to states of mind or emotions or moods. So you might feel hollowness, uh, rigidity, contraction, or spaciousness, lightness. Physical sensations Maybe related to the mood you're in, the state of your heart. See if you can allow that also to be there. Caring for the difficult, being compassionate. Oh, not easy to feel this, my love, not easy. bringing great care and if uh, what we discover of the emotional tone the inner weather inner landscape if it's uh, 
beautiful, comfortable, easeful. Bringing care for this too, appreciating this, the lightness of the being here. the joy and its uh, repercussions in the body. Or the friendliness, the benevolence and how it feels, the felt sense of it. You can stay here being attentive to this life unfolding caring for how life manifests through sounds and sensations and moods. If you want, bring some wishes of well-being for yourself, for an inspiring person or a benefactor, somebody who's helped you, saw you deeply, welcomed you loved you or would if they know you if they knew you they would feel they would totally see you find one two or three simple wishes just at your own rhythm offer them slowly if you want to
take a moment to notice the state of your mind right now. Just be factual. How does it feel in there? Feel a little lust or foggy or clear, precise, open or rigid, stuck or easeful, whatever you can recognize there. It's pleasant or unpleasant in there right now. It's concentrated or scattered. find as you practice that sometimes you get kind of fascinated by a story at work or home or something you know like you're thinking about this thing maybe in a problem solving kind of mode see if you can do this kind of uh, movement eight, 180 degree turn like let go of the story this thing has to be fixed the future the past the, this person just do this movement turn here let go of the story for a moment don't like return to the breath just let go of the story and turn here and feel how does it feel to be this being right now you might feel more closely the nature of obsession the nature of uh, struggle the nature of whatever is there feel this see if you can be this in a kind of a raw way without the words without the story let me be there with this uncertainty with this lack of control with this not getting what I want with this just be there a little see if you can be there with this just as it is oh look at this try to see if you can feel it raw without the story then the mind will yeah but they really said that or this really happened yes and how does that feel oh this is how it feels with a compassionate uh, attention okay somebody was asking uh, they were saying um In a nutshell, I think uh, they're saying, like I have a good rapport with the um, the hearing, the sensing, the body in general, but the breathing is a little troubling for me. When I put my attention there, it feels controlled. It feels like I, you know. So there's some for some of us, it will do this uh, when we put the attention on the breath. Suddenly, it will feel like it's altering it and it's making it stuck a bit, and so what one can do is just not make this one of the main object or anchor of the attention. It doesn't have to be that. It is a classic one, put your attention on the breath. But you can put your attention on sounds, you can put your attention on hands. These are things happening now the same way that the breath is happening. So breath is, doesn't have to be the one main thing. But you could bring your attention sometimes to the breath just to check in a little bit move out and maybe in this way you'll find a way to allow the breath to be as, as it is also it can be a good thing to put the attention on the breath and feel oh it's controlled it's uncomfortable this is how it is right now allowing it to be controlled it's not like you're controlling it you don't want it to be controlled it's kind of controlled it's kind of a mysterious thing so you can allow oh that's how it is right now I would like my breath to be fluid and free, but it's not. This is how it is right now. <laughs> Can I be with this like this? I'll like tied up or a little shy or I don't know what the breath can do. This is how it is right now. By bringing a careful, equanimous, allowing attention, it might help it, you know, release in some ways. Okay. So some of us have a group now. I hope we know who we are. <laughs> We're a special group. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and so we'll meet. 
There's a walking period now. If 45 minutes seems too long for you, why don't you do 20 and have tea? But not have not do 20 minutes of mindfulness and then check out, you know, go back to... The secret of practice today, you could say, is continuity. There's a kind of practice called stop and go. Like I put a lot of effort, then I just totally go in my habitual ways to be. You know. Then I start over again. It's almost like uh, you try to launch a rocket. It takes a lot of energy to actually launch the rocket. When it's flying, it's easier. So the best way to use the energy is to never give up, not force, not abandon, and just keep it going. So if you walk 20 minutes, just walk at your own pace. It might be fast at the beginning, and slower later, or whatever. With the phrases, maybe the walking isn't so felt because you're with somebody, you're sending wishes, so that's what's happening. If you go to sit, don't kind of zone out or whatever the word would be there. S- try to see if you can be present as you're pouring tea, as you're sitting down in the very soft sofa. You know, feel the softness. Don't get lost in it. Be there for it. Okay? I'm not very like, walk for 45 minutes. You know? I'm a pretty open guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it feels like this. Enjoy.